The Doug Steffen Good Day Download with Doug and Jay Kirshner is made possible in part by Kelatrin, which is the safe way for you to lose weight and keep it off. And also by Prevagen, keeping your brain healthy. Father's Day was yesterday, but I feel like we ought to give dads a little more attention. Maybe that's because I am. <laughs> Maybe it's very convenient because I am a dad of note, according to my children, which is kind of a good feeling. Is there a more important role that a man can play in terms of this life? And my question is answered. I ask uh, the questions. Normally, it's not a good idea to answer your own question. My mother always said to me, don't ask a question or answer a question with another question. So Mm -hmm. I won't answer with another question. I will tell you that I find being a father the most important role and kind of it always has been i've had a lot of important roles great roles interesting roles fun roles compelling roles in my life but being a father is on the top Definitely of the heap up there i'm sure well it's the top of the heap as far as i'm concerned those two children who are now adults with their own children uh, have uh, had it's interesting because we always talk about having uh, influence on our children. I think my children have influenced me. They'll tell you that I've influenced them uh, much more than my mother, my mother, their mother, and uh, I influenced them more than anything else, even though they've had a lot of great and positive influences and some negative ones too in their lives. Uh, but they hang their hat on their relationship because the mother's gone. Uh, so they hang their hat on uh, that relationship, parenting uh, relationship on me. Uh, and so I am my my <laughs> both of them, as you can imagine, were calling yesterday. And uh, of course, part of the conversation is having their children there as well, because that's you know, that's just the extension. And so Megan made a big deal out of why I didn't get my Father's Day card from her. She always sends these really creative, really she goes out of her way. And that's how little things like that is how, you know, what your children think. She goes way out of her way always to find some clever message that she'll either create on her own, but she's still a great believer in cards. Whereas my son, I think when he was a little boy, he used to make cards, but I don't think my father, well, that's not true. My son has sent me some cards over the years, depending on what it was, but um, is it the card that matters? Is it the call that matters? Or is it just being that matters? I ask that of fathers who are living and breathing examples of perhaps uh, rich, really strong, compelling connections to the roots of your life, the roots of life, because you haven't got children without a father. At least you need that component that comes from the dad. And if you're really good at it, you keep yourselves in a position where you really, uh, you're, you're making the day something that is of service to your children. And an interesting example of that, I thought, um, was uh, this story that we came across from Florida, Jay. Jay Kirshner, by the way, Doug Stefan on the day after Father's Day. It's June 19th, and Juneteenth is also something else that is uh, in a focus today. So I get to that. But I just kind of wanted to wrap up uh, the the stories that that just grabbed me. And so this is from Dustin, Florida, on the Panhandle. This Florida family uh, adopting six children, six children. They are all brothers and sisters between the ages of 3 and 11 
who were living in foster homes before these two folks entered the picture. Dustin and Daniel Johnson were the people who uh, have, in, in a manner of speaking, they described it as instantly falling in love with the children, but the moment they saw them and heard the story, now after having gone through the matching process, the adoption process, they have their first Father's Day. Uh, their, uh, their story began uh, six years ago when the two of them agreed to pursue adoption. Couples saw a need within their community. This t- Dustin, if you don't know, is on that, as I said, the panhandle. Not that far from Tampa Bay, really. Uh, Dustin said, we knew we wanted a sibling group because they're harder to place. We're starting from scratch. So we're now open to have that experience. They told the adoption specialist that they were willing to adopt as many as six children. <laughs> Well, then the adoption specialist was like, okay, well, how serious are you about that six number? Uh-huh. Because there are six siblings. Right. And they have a suburban, so they can to... fit them in the back of the suburban, okay? Yeah. Yeah, and siblings don't often get to stay together during no. adoption. The adoption process, not everybody is open or even mm-hmm. has has the available resources to adopt siblings together. Sure. But they they did, and they were able to keep all six siblings together. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's a great story. Great, great story. So that's one of the things. That's one of the things about Father's Day, that you can carry Father's Day 2023 with you. Here's something else that I found interesting in terms of one of the father-son relationships that is most in focus around the world, and that's the relationship between King Charles and Prince Harry. Uh, there is a, there certainly is a, um, there certainly is a distance between the two of them uh, because of any number of things, depending on who you talk to. But it was kind of sweet because the king shared a throwback photo with him and the sons, both William and Henry, as Father's Day started in England. Uh, his wish was to fathers everywhere that you have a special Father's Day. Uh, and there was a slideshow of sorts, including images of Charles with his father, that is uh, Prince Philip, who died a couple of years ago, and uh, his wife, the Queen, what's her face, uh, Camilla, with her father. And the photo of the uh, head royal with his sons is poignant, though, if you look at it, was taken on August the 16th, 1997. That was two weeks before Princess Diana died. Uh, They were on holiday up in Scotland. They were due to meet up with their mother on August 31st, the day she was killed uh, by the paparazzi. I say that because that's what happened. Yeah, right. Yep. So it's been a a rocky time. Certainly, uh, Charles and the relationship he had uh, with Camilla was uh, one that started it all and and then after that, well, it you know. technically started before he got with Diana. There's a whole story passed with them. Yeah, yeah, it's not a great, it's not, it's not a great one. That's for sure. But and, so. and definitely going back to the original part of the story where the king honored still like both of his sons. I think people forget, even though Prince or Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex, whatever, left the the quote unquote the firm, left, tried to pretty much left royal life. He, he didn't leave his family. He there no. may be a rift, there may be some tension, 
but you could tell that there is still love there. There, there is brotherly love. There's love for his father. Father has love for his sons. Yep. That yep. still remains. Yep, it sure does. Uh, think about all the different kinds. Bringing all of this up brings us around to understanding or thinking about the different types of dads, the different characteristics of fathers, and I think that most of us hopefully know what our fathers are all about or have been all about. Did they love sports? My father certainly did. Uh, did they keep to themselves? Uh, did they uh, love the uh, the fact that uh, they had the children that they did? How uh, Was your father a social magnet? Uh, was he power-driven? Was he service-minded? I guess that's the question for you to think about. Maybe you did yesterday, your dad's central characteristics and how some dads are workaholics. Uh, some dads, they just, you know, everybody's different, men and women. And so hopefully your dad radar was working yesterday and you uh, avoided your father's pet peeves. Because <laughs> there are those, right? Things that you can do together. I remember some of the precious moments that I did share with my father because we didn't have a lot of things in common, but there were uh, things that we did. He took me around one Sunday to the places that were important to him as he was growing up, and that was a big step for him. I was a teenager at the time, uh, and we had a conversation about the things that I didn't... Some of the things I learned about him, I didn't learn from him. Do you know what I mean? It was just... Uh, it was mother, his uh, aunt, who was my great-aunt, uh, told us, shared a lot with us. My father was no couch potato. I hope yours isn't either. Uh, it's really kind of a neat thing also when your father is helpful to others. That's what we were just talking about there in terms of um, the things that, that you know, make a, make a difference. So if your father was a workaholic, have you had a hard time beginning a conversation? What would he like to discuss? You know, maybe you approach him with, Dad, do you have a few minutes? And if he's busy, he might not pay attention to you at that point in time. But maybe, you know, you want to have your father, and maybe this goes for any relationship, Jay, undivided attention when you're trying to talk with, with people about things that matter. Undivided attention. Yeah, taking moments here and thing. there to yep. just really connect, not have distractions like devices mm -hmm. or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. All right, so now it's social media time. What is trending on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, those places that we love to not like so much? A story about Quincy Jones, who is one of the most important people in the modern era as far as music is concerned, all kinds of things he's created. Uh, and apparently he had... This, is, this reminds me of uh, sort of the story that has still gone un, uh, unrequited in terms of what happened to Jamie uh, Foxx, uh, but now we know what happened to Quincy Jones, uh, who over the weekend was taken to the hospital. Apparently, he just had a bad reaction to some food. Yes. But because when you look at his medical history, though, uh, he had, uh, back in the 70s, a brain aneurysm that almost killed him. Uh, he had a couple of operations after that. He's got six steel pins in his head. Yes, uh, and apparently he had two brain aneurysms. Uh, yeah. Another one at an under undetermined time and disclosed the, time, yeah. I guess. He yeah. had talked about that in his 2018 documentary. So because of his health issues, of course, you just want to take that abundance of take caution. Take care. 
Yeah, but it gives you a chance to think about uh, him and what he's contributed. I would dare say a lot of people don't know younger folks. Well, I, I think because um, he has been prolific through his life, uh, and he's had a pretty good long life, uh, which, by the way, was very traumatic when he was young. His mother was a schizophrenic who uh, suffered from all kinds of things. Yes. When he imagined this, he was seven years old. His mother was taken away in a straitjacket. Mm-hmm. Think about so he, that. He's dealt a lot with mental health in, in his life. And, and yeah. you think about his career, seven decades. It spans yeah. seven decades. He yeah. has, I think, nearly 30 Grammy Awards. Mm -hmm. He For is things like legend. the Thriller album. He was very close to Michael Jackson, produced a lot of the stuff that Michael Jackson got all the credit for. Um, but he is, uh, he really has a, a fine history, if you will. And because he's 90 years old, you, know, you certainly pay attention. He's had some other problems, but good to know that he's still around. Quincy Jones in our focus here on the 19th, the Juneteenth. Where would I be without the women in my life? And that's I'm, after the song. We had the song, uh, Jennifer, for Father's Day. The men in my little girl's life. Whether you remember that, your father, I'm sure, remembers that. So I would uh, change the emphasis to the women in my life. And the women in my life have included for a long time Jennifer Horn, more recently Jay Kirshner. And so here we are to whoop it up on the uh, Good Day program with a, uh, I have a very piercing question. Why is the fruit on the bottom? I don't know. I've never understood that. Fruit like on the yogurt. bottom of what? The, the yogurt. Fruit on the bottom. Why don't they just mix it? Instead of leaving it to you, why don't they just mix the fruit? Because there is yogurt, the yogurt. With, that's mixed, and some yeah. people like to mix it themselves, I guess. Really? Yeah. There's oh, you know that varieties. for a fact? Or I'm a yogurtologist. You? Duh. <laughs> she has a degree. A yogurt all the I don't know. Is that a thing? <laughs> we say that again. Let me try that one. I'm a yogurt. <laughs> a yogurtologist. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here's a thought from John Lewis, one of the uh, one of the big uh, union guys in the history of our country. You must never ever give up. We must keep the faith because we are one people. We are brothers. We are sisters. We are family. We live in the same house, the American house. Isn't that a wonderful thing? We need to have more of that. That should be repeated. Somehow there should be a flag made. We all talk about flags and what flags go with the American flag. That would be a flag that I would like to see flown. Uh, the uh, fact uh, that there is, um, you know, we have so many different designed uh, homes in our country, the, uh, the home for you know, various nationalities who've come here. There are no original Americans except the Indians, what we call them Indians, Native Americans. They're the only ones who are really native who are Americans. All the rest of us, those people who want to consider themselves flag, I'm a, I'm a flag-waving American. Okay, that's good, but your family didn't come, you know, you go down far enough on the family tree and you'll find very few people 
who originally were Americans. I was talking about this on the farm yesterday to some people who were visiting, wanted to know more about the farm, the history of the farm. Well, the history of the farm goes back to the settlers of Framingham, who were here in 1620, 1621. There were four families who settled in, and and uh, the, the, the town was originally called, a, it was Danforth Farms. It wasn't Frame, it was Farm. And they came from a town in England called Framlingham. And that's how it got its name, they took the L out. And so you tell people the story, and they open their mouths. One fellow said, oh, no, I didn't know that. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, we all came from someplace else. I guess that would be true of the natives originally. Where'd they come from? There are a lot of people who say the natives came over the Bering Straits from Russia and are, uh, have uh, connections to Mongolia. And that's why the Indians look the way they look. Uh, the Alaskans look a lot like natives, right? Think about how over, I've asked this question, Jennifer, we were talking about it before. Why is it, and you, you've heard me ask this question dozens of times. Why do black people look the way they do and white people and, and people who have yellow skins and eyes and all that stuff? And uh, there are those who would try to convince you that they, they came there because of, you know, the influence of the equator and, and all that stuff. I don't buy I it. I would be those people. Okay. Yeah, I'm no, raising yeah. my hand right here. <laughs> yeah, they, they, I don't buy that at all. No, not even close. So anyway, but the reason that this week as we talk about uh, the holiday that begins the week, um, focusing on the emancipation, uh, I was just thinking about all of the other people, not just black people, who have been slaves over the course of the history of mankind. Uh, our biggest, most empowering moments have come at the hands of of people who were slaves, and so Can you I think just make about one yeah. like one minuscule complaint though. Yeah, you can. Complain. I understand, and I, I love the the meaning behind it. But can we come up with a better name? Yeah, the name is awful. Juneteenth, terrible. Because I don't think it explains what it is, and I no, don't think that it. I don't know. I just feel like it's it's a. Strange. It's lost on people right. because yeah, they're not talking about the spirit of people who were slaves, their quest for freedom. Uh, and it was on this date, uh, 19, uh, 1865, in Galveston, Texas, uh, when this all began. So, yeah, we'll talk about it during the course of the week. I have said that we should trace the roots in school. Youngsters should still be in school, and this would be something that would shape the discussion for perhaps the last week of the school. Uh, very important, I think. Um, there are lots of different cultural things that have gone on that we can talk about. Right now, I want to talk about the culture of baseball and where we are. Do you realize that we're only, what, three weeks away from the All-Star game? I <laughs> know. Yeah. Middle of summer huh? already. <clears throat> Unga bonga. All right, so here's the story of a bus driver who got arrested over the weekend, charged with DUI. Listen to this. This guy is driving the, pay the uh, Pirates, the Pittsburgh Pirates, on a bus from Chicago. They played in Chicago, and the next game was in Milwaukee. So the team hires a bus, and they drive the Pirates from Chicago to Milwaukee. However, they didn't get there because the driver was drunk. The Illinois State Police, the uh, driver was traveling away from officers seeking to escort the bus on its trip up to Milwaukee. Troopers said they observed more erratic driving and stopped the bus on the uh, side of Interstate 94. The driver was arrested. 
he <laughs> showed multiple signs of impairment. <clears throat> Imagine how embarrassing this is for the bus company as much as anything else and what kind yes. of safety. Oh, my oh. God. That's and, and the driver wasn't even employed by the pirates. It was a contracted situation. And no. oh, my well, goodness. They hire a bus. They charter a bus. That's what I, 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 I was in the bus business for 13 years. That's a nightmare. Uh, that you never want to have, never had somebody on drugs and, um, oof. All right, speaking of baseball, David Freese, I believe, is that your Freese? Is it Freese? Mm -hmm. He had been inducted into the St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame, but he said, no, sorry, I don't want to be in the uh, St. Louis well, Cardinals Hall of Fame. he didn't say it like that, though. No, it how did he say it? He said, like, wow, thank you for this opportunity, but I don't think I'm worthy to be in the Hall of Fame. And he apologized heavily to the fans who voted him in. And he, huh. I, it, his, his reasoning. What's going on with him? Why? Yeah, what's the reason? Well, he, he had said that um, that time of his life was actually a really dark time for him. He was battling a lot of depression, some substance abuse because of the depression. And he just, he didn't feel, when he was the, the all-star hero and all of that, he didn't feel like he was. And mm -hmm. he just feels like that's not something that he, I guess, maybe wants to return to. Probably it's, pop it's up a, in his life. Yes, yeah. it's a time it in his life time. that he did, didn't love. It was very difficult for him. And to relive it in the sense of going into the Hall of Fame, would it might just be too mm. difficult, but he was so apologetic. He was very mm. appreciative. There was a lot of gratitude, you could tell, in his <clears throat> declining this. Yeah. Well, it sounds like he thought it through, uh, frankly. But it's there are a lot of other. Because most of us who be said, oh, you want to be in the Hall of Fame? We'd say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, it, but I, I mean, he, and I was puzzled by it too. That's why I kind of looked into it. And apparently he just thought that that wasn't mm -hmm. his proudest time in life. And so he's still <clears throat> very much part of the Cardinals. Um, like the alumni, you know, the, the older stars yeah. that come back to Lou the game. Lou Brock, Bob Gibson, yeah, they Rogers Hornsby, Stan Musial, yeah. So it's not like it's about the team. It was more about his place in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. That's good to know. I There is the Radio Hall of Fame, uh, and I say this, this doesn't sound good, but I belong there, and I'm not, <laughs> because I'm not a member of the radio club, and I'll, I leave it at that. I say it, and your father has said to me, we were talking, we've always, both of your fathers have talked to me about this. Isn't it interesting that I'm as close as I am to the two of you and to your fathers? And that, that you came into my lives through your fathers. Both of you did. That's, I hadn't really thought about that, but that's how it happened. Very well, like the babies of the Good Day Show. <laughs> we were delivered. <laughs> <laughs> right. Production, you, you're products of the uh, Good Day program. Yep. Okay. So here's something not so good from the weekend. 15 people died, 10 injured in a mass casualty collision on a highway outside of Carberry, Manitoba. Wow, look at this mess. Another bus. This is a bus story. And you wonder sometimes. I had, as I said, going back to my days when I owned a company, we had 400 school buses. We ran the charter business between all over New England. We had... The express service from Boston to Worcester, and I oftentimes sending out, it was not easy to find people to do this work, much more difficult even now, uh, but the, the amount of drug testing that I did then and alcohol awareness and stuff, uh, just is, for whatever the reason, especially the long-haul drivers, uh, they 
I, I remember being on a tour when we were at Heidelberg, the music, the, the um, concert choir traveled around the country, and we hired two Greyhound buses to take us around to wherever we were going. And I remember one day in the middle of the day, one of the drivers, I was sitting in the front talking to the driver, and he was falling asleep. And he said to me, I want to keep talking to you because for whatever the reason, I'm sleepy, and I don't want to fall asleep. You know, droning on and on. Imagine, think about this. All the over-the-road bus drivers and truck drivers who go on for 8, 10, 12 hours at a time, and many times the only time they would stop is to have a pee break or get fuel. Other than that, the buses uh, carry enough fuel so they can just keep going. And just I mean, driving constantly. Have you ever done that yourself? Have you ever driven Especially 10, those long straight 12? roads. <clears throat> yeah. The where old, they can some almost the most, become mesmerizing. Right. The boring. Some of these interstates. I remember driving from Bangor, Maine, up to the Canadian border. It is the most horrible ride. It is the longest, straightest. It just, the, the, the trees lining the highway, everything looks the same for like 240 miles. Uh, so understand that whole thing. Uh, so anyway, keep that in your mind as you're driving. I'm Greg. I'm 68 years old. I uh, grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, majored in business administration. I do motivational speaking in addition to substitute teaching. Part of the reason for my motivational speaking is um, I kind of feel like I have a calling or giving back to the younger generation. You know, the golden rule is do unto others, you'd have them do unto you. My wife, Wanda, is a um, senior flight attendant. She's been flying for over 30 years. We do laugh quite a bit. I think most adults will start realizing that they don't recall things as quickly as they used to or they don't remember things as vividly uh, as they once did. I've been taking Prevagen for about three years now. People say to me periodically, man, you got a memory like an elephant. <laughs> it's really, really helped me tremendously. Prevagen, healthier brain, better life. Greg Fraley is a paid testimonialist and real Prevagen user. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who were cognitively normal or mildly impaired, this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Some celebrity news, trending news. It isn't often that you see a Kardashian in the focus and you don't stop and go back and say, okay, who's this about and what is it about? So Courtney is in focus because of a, uh, a new, a big announcement that has been made. So if you're a fan of Courtney Kardashian and you haven't heard the announcement, da -da 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 -da. <laughs> okay, she's pregnant. Da -da 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 -da. And uh, the fact that she's married to Travis Barker, who's a drummer in that group, uh, she held up a sign during her Bose concert. And so people on social media used the sign. And basically, apparently, it was a surprise to her, her husband as well. It was not. Absolutely not. There, yeah. Really? They, so, but that's what a lot of people <gasps> no, are saying. You're pregnant. Well, we a are. lot of people are saying that it was staged. Her, her announcement to Travis was staged and all of this stuff. This wasn't her announcement to him. This was their announcement to the to world. Everybody. This was their yeah. pregnancy announcement for, like, on public domain, kind of in a way. But the sign she held up that says, Travis, I'm pregnant, that was also a scene taken from a music video from blink 182 where there was a woman holding up a sign that says travis i'm pregnant so it's taken straight from that she has yeah. a visible baby bump and she's they have been very open about their struggles in trying to get pregnant and most people not everybody i don't want to put anyone in a box but most people 
who have troubles getting pregnant, they do not announce their pregnancy until they have entered their second trimester. What's her so, problem if she couldn't conceive or his sperm's no good or what? I think maybe her age or something. She Because they both have children. 44. They both already have children. And yeah. just she was having a lot of troubles this time around. Hmm. She wanted to have a baby with this guy. Yes. How many babies? Yeah, how many children does she seven. have? She, she has, has seven? No, no, no. Well, between the two of them. Oh. This will be baby number seven between their blended family. She hmm. has three with her former partner, Scott Disick. And then Travis Barker has three. Hmm. All right. Whoopee. Another Kardashian in the world. That's what we need, right? <laughs> they, they're all worth about $182 billion, so they need to have more people to share in their wealth. This is like uh, succession, in a manner of speaking, right? Who's the next Kardashian to be pregnant so they can pass on all the money that they keep making? They've made billions. The Kardashians among the richest families in the country, and it's all been built out of nothing. Like thin air. Thanks to Ryan Seacrest, they have a, you know, he decided, okay, let's do something with this family story. And so that's how it began on E! Well, and Entertainment. it works. Oh, my God. And he gets a piece of everything, <laughs> which is even the smarter uh, thing, the smarter angle, right, under the circumstances. So, good. All right, well, congratulations to the Kardashians. So it's great business time for Caledron. I would think the phones would be ringing off the hook and people would be ordering ad nauseum. That's right. You know, it'll be 25 years this April, and we've been helping customers lose weight safely and effectively for 25 years. So if you need to lose the weight, you've really got to check it out on our website, toploss.com, because like Doug said, it's so much more than just a weight loss product. I mean, we're not talking about uh, a quick fix bad product. There are no drugs. There are no stimulants. Our number one ingredient is collagen protein. Uh, it's got types one and three. That's for the muscle and the joints. All right. And don't forget the 9090 special right now. Use the DJV code for free shipping as well. DJV code at toploss.com and the get fit contest. That sounds like it would be kind of fun. Calitrin at toploss.com. Thanks to Elizabeth Miller here, one of the great Calitrin consultants at toploss.com. All right, here we are. So every month as we transition from one astrological period to another, Maria Trilogy joins us to talk about the significance, in this case, of us moving out of the month of Gemini into the month of Cancer. Uh, the transition actually occurs with the beginning of summer or pretty doggone close to it. So uh, this, uh, without getting into the weeds too much... <laughs> Because you probably heard what I said a few minutes ago. Oftentimes, listening to you, I get the results of what happens, but I don't always necessarily understand. It's kind of like, like sausage. You don't want to know how it's made, just like the way it tastes. So, I, well, you think that's funny? It is kind of cute. Yes, it yes, is funny. Right. Especially aimed at someone like you, who's such a good cook. I will tell you uh, the benefit I have had as a friend of Maria's for many years, the benefit of some of her great meals. And not only is she a fabulous astrologer, she's a great cook. And Thank some of you. the things that I have enjoyed, some of the things that you've put together are all good Italian meals because yes. you are, of all the Italians I know, you're the most Italian. 
<laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you are. Well, I am. Yeah. I am Italian. I'm, yeah. I am Italian on both sides. Yeah, I know you are. It's like both through my and through. Parents, I know. Right. I okay, know. let's get to the summer solstice. Right. What's going to happen? Okay, What's going summer on? summer solstice, which actually is on Wednesday, June the twenty first, and that's the exact day that the sun will transition to what we know to be the sign of cancer. Now, cancer... So does the sun the really move? Wait a minute. Oh, the sun's not moving. It's we move around the sun. Yes, yes. Right? We move around the sun. That yeah. is so true. Okay. Um, and we're moving towards mid-year. That's why wow. the <laughs> summer solstice day is called the longest day yeah. of the year. And then, mm -hmm. of course, things start moving in the other direction. However... Um, the month of July is always, it's, it's just to me, um, a celebration time. You know, this is when uh, the kids are out of school, the families are gathering. This is when we're really, you know, uh, working in the garden. Um, this is when we're getting together to celebrate, to celebrate, you know, our, each other, uh, Cancer is called the mother of the whole zodiac. So mm -hmm. it is all about the mothering, nurturing. Um, and so that's what we would like to focus on. I mean, there's a lot going on, we know, in the world today. And what we do want to do is make sure we are gathering. We are doing those things that will bring us the nurturing how do we, we ensure ourselves how do we do that how do we get practically speaking into that mode well you get in the mode by realizing the importance of it first and foremost and make those calls and and do your little barbecues or wherever i know um doug has a farm that really gathers people and whenever mm -hmm. i see that on facebook that's what i think about that this is the time to do that, um, even with your who, whatever animals you have around. Let's get everybody. You know, I was thinking this morning before coming on the air, um, there's that song, Love One Another Right Now. Yeah. And yep. I thought, wow, I love that song. And it is so true. And the other thing that is happening is we can do this on a budget. We have two planets two important planets right now transiting in the sign of Taurus. And Taurus is all about being practical. How can we uh, do the things we want to do when we're living in a world where there's inflation and all that to think about? Think about Cancer, the mother, Taurus, the practical, and bring those two together to think about it, to focus on, to do the research. You know, that's what a mom does. Yeah. So if we were to do that totally and completely, we would see that we could, we can do it. We can enjoy. We can gather. We can share whatever love we have. And one more thing very quickly, there's a big full moon coming uh, up yes. on, on July the 3rd, the day before we celebrate the 4th of July. So make sure all your plans are well prepared as much as you can, because a full moon this close to a big celebration time, it's important to understand um, what that means. And it mm -hmm. means 
get together with what you need and do it in a practical way. All right. How do people find you? How do we get to you for good reading? Okay. You get to me by smbworks at earthlink.net. That's my best email. Uh, You can just uh, jump in there and ask me any questions. I will just so welcome that. The Doug Steffen Good Day Download with Doug and Jay Kirshner is made possible in part by Calitrin, which is the safe way for you to lose weight and keep it off. And also by Prevagen, keeping your brain healthy.